0: Alrighty, a few weeks ago we started a new series on prayer, and our tagline in the series um, is interacting with our unseen God. And last week we took a week off because Harrison from Malawi was sharing with us what God is doing over there on the other side of the world, And, and I don't know about you, but I was just greatly encouraged to see how God is working and how He's using us as a family here to be part of that, it was just a pretty exciting week. But that means that we're two weeks away from our last sermon on prayer. And guys, it's easy for, for me to forget what I talked about, let alone for you guys to remember what I, you know, hearing what you heard. And so if you need to, go back and review online uh, the last two sermons on prayer. Eric does an amazing job of setting that up for us, to have that for us. Um, unfortunately, we don't have time to review it today. I wanted to, but we just don't have the time. I, I will at least review Our definition that we um, came up with two weeks ago. And the definition we came up with, we define prayer as this. Communicating with God about what we're doing together. And I had somebody come up to me and says, Hey Luke, you know, I I know you probably don't mean this, but that word communicating can kind of give us the impression that you're just like, Hey God, this is what we're doing. Like I'm communicating with Him what we're going to do together. And I do not want that at all to be conveyed, so we kind of talked about it and said, you know what, let's tweak it to this. And so we're going to change the, the, the definition to dialoguing with God about what we're doing together. Okay, is everybody cool with that? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's what, that's going to be our definition for the rest of this series. And guys, I got to say, I got so far to go on this, man. <laughs> I have so much to learn with this. I gave you guys homework. Uh, remember what the homework was? Awesome. Uh, The homework was you were supposed to choose one thing that you were going to dialogue with God about what you're going to do together. And so I'm doing the homework with you. And so I was like, God, what is the one thing that you want me to focus on here to practice with and train for? And, And I was like, all right, God, you know, just show me what that is. And I felt like God said, Luke, I want you to go grocery shopping with me. To dialogue with me as you do the entire grocery shopping there at Woodman's in, in Walkers. So I'm like, all right, God, that's cool. I mean, it's not that spiritual, whatever, but whatever. I'll do that. And so I was looking forward to. It. I was actually praying about, it. I'm like, God, make this a special time on Thursday when I go grocery shopping. I just want to do this with you, I want to dialogue with you. And uh, Wednesday came. I'm praying, God, just make this special. Thursday came. I drove to Woodman's, did my Christmas or did not Christmas shopping. I did my grocery shopping. Came back, put the groceries away, and suddenly it hit me that I did what. I didn't talk to God the whole time I grocery shopped, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, God. My word, and I'm supposed to be dialoguing with God in everything I'm doing. I can't even take him grocery shopping. So I have a lot to learn when it comes to prayer and the prayer of faith and all that sort of stuff, which, by the way, about faith, I know we touched on it two weeks ago, but we're going to touch on faith a little bit more towards the end of March. I have some other things I want us to talk about that we can add to our little basket uh, on prayer, but... You know, hopefully we can learn together, but I'm just admitting I have so much to go. All right. Today, my plan was to cover some reasons as to why we don't pray. What are some hindrances to our prayer life? As I was thinking through this series, I just realized we got to cover that. What are the reasons we tend to avoid prayer and we end up living prayerless lives? And and I think it's so important for us to pull these reasons, drag them out of the darkness, and hold them out in the light, and really evaluate them and see how to address them. And so I want to spend this week and then next week to focus on this subject, because I will say there are quite a few reasons why we avoid prayer. And I'm not going to be able to touch on all of them. I'm going to hit as many as I can, Um, But I will say this, we have to think through these things. Uh, These sermons are going to require us to really think, to ponder uh, some things, to meditate uh, on our current belief systems and practices that we've just kind of taken on and we've grown used to that we may need to get rid of. And it isn't easy, but I'll tell you it's necessary. And so we're going to need to think in these things. And I've been asking a bunch of people, Over the course of these two weeks, like, what are some things in your life that keep you from prayer? What are some hindrances in your prayer life? And I've gotten some great answers from people. And um, the reason I did that is because I wanted to know, I I know my answers. I know my, you know, hindrances, but I want to know what other people struggled with too. And it's funny because a lot of them are very similar to mine. Um, and so hopefully we can touch on some things that are going to apply to all of us. And I know some reasons will resonate more with others and some will resonate more with you know, these kind of people. So uh, we, one thing is we all struggle with very similar things. And so I'm going to assume at some point or another we've all had to deal with these different issues. Now, I'm going to say that almost... Every reason, especially today, not so much next week, but most of the reasons why we tend to avoid prayer, the issue lies primarily with the unseenness of God. Most of the issues stem from the reality that we can't sit with God face-to-face in person and talk with Him like we can any other regular human being. And while some people may not have a problem with that, there are many people who do, and so we just need to acknowledge that. And as I pulled a bunch of people, the number one reason why people, number one reason why people gave why they didn't pray, pray was, guess what? Anybody want to take a guess? I'm too busy, okay? And I just want to wad that up and toss it right back at you, because that's not a reason. That is an excuse, okay? We have the time, people. You guys have the time to watch your little Packers, Okay. I have the time to watch my little bears. And so if we have the time to do the things that we want to do, we have the time. So that's not a hindrance. That's not a reason. That's an excuse. So let's get rid of that right off the table. But that was a big thing I heard. Uh, second, probably the biggest second thing that I heard, anybody want to take a guess at what that is? They don't know how. That was a, a, one of them. It wasn't like the top one. Anybody? Guess what I heard a lot? What, Jack? Okay, that's a good one. That, and that will probably get covered in, in a couple of weeks, but just hang on to that. Guess what I heard a lot of? That prayer is boring. You guys jumped right to that. How would you know that? Prayer is boring. Now, not everyone wanted to admit that. But as we began to kind of discuss it, it it kind of came to the forefront. When they were pressed, they admitted, yeah, prayer is boring. Dialoguing with God about what we're doing together is boring. And, And I want to just stop there, and I want us to think about something. I didn't do this with the people, but I want us to do it here. If we think that dialoguing with God about what we're doing together is boring, then let me ask you a question. What is it then that we think about God? that he is boring, that God is boring. We think God is boring. Now ponder that for a second and let that sink in for a little bit. We think God is boring. Now I know all of you are like, whoa, hold on, Luke. I don't think God's boring. You know, you said that. God, just so you know, Luke said that. I didn't say that, okay? (laughs) Just back away from Luke. Because we know what the Bible says, our God is a consuming fire. That doesn't sound boring. We know that God is robed in majesty and he's armed with strength. That is not a boring God. We know what scripture says. And and so, no, I don't think God is boring. And, And I get it. I can see how that statement might challenge our thinking. But let me ask you this then. If you don't think God is boring then why aren't you praying without ceasing? Why aren't you talking to this majestic God about everything? Why aren't you spending long hours of time in prayer with this powerful God who's armed in strength? Why don't you get up in the wee hours of the morning and spend four to five hours with this majestic God, this consuming fire that great men and women of God did way in the past? Why won't you do that? And here's why. Because down deep you think God is boring. Now, you may know all the facts that the Bible says about God in your head, but experientially, your time with God is boring. You see, here's the deal. If we thought God, hanging out with God and dialoguing with God was exciting and, and life-filling and, and full of joy and wonder and amazement, guess what we would be doing? We would be praying all the time. Luke, do you want to go to a movie? I'd be like, you know, not really, No. I want to climb to the top of that mountain and I want to spend time with my God who is a consuming fire. That's what I want to do. Luke, do you want to sleep in this morning? You know, I know we need sleep, but no. I want to get up before everybody else gets up to spend alone time with this God who is robed in majesty and armed with strength. That's who I I want to spend time with God alone. You see, if we think someone is exciting to be with and a joy to be with and fun to be with and and we're just going to take so much away from them, then we would take any chance we could be to be with them. And it really wouldn't matter what you were doing, you'd just want to hang out with them. I remember before I was, before I came as a pastor here at Whitestone, I was a carpenter and me and a buddy, we owned a business together. And uh, Andy DeMarc is one of my best friends and He's a funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a blast to hang out with. We would sit and laugh and have just a great time together. And we would do jobs that were hideous jobs. You know, in the middle of summer, we'd be on top two stories high on a roof taking five you know layers of shingles off and hot and sweaty and drippy. But you know what? I enjoyed it because I was with my friend Andy, and it was a blast to hang out with him. There wasn't a day in those eight years of doing business together that I dreaded going to work. I loved it. Because I was with Andy. But if we think someone is boring, I I don't care what we're doing, we'll try to avoid them. We really won't want anything to do with them. Yeah, I mean, if we're forced to spend time with them, we'll do it, but it's going to be complete drudgery. Well, guess what? That's exactly what so many of us think when it comes to our times with God. We think that it's just complete drudgery. And why? Because we think He's boring. I had to work through this in my own journal. As I was, I was sitting down writing down all the reasons why I avoid prayer, I mean, I quickly said, you know, prayer is boring. And I felt like the Lord said, Luke, if you think prayer is boring, then you think I'm boring because you're spending time with me. And I argued with him, like, no, God, it's not, you're not boring. Prayer is boring. He's like, well, you're spending time with me, so you must think I'm boring. And I was like, you're right, God. I do think you're boring. <laughs> and I said, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I felt like the Lord said, Luke, I forgive you, you're certainly not the first one to ever think that. I was like, well, that's kind of funny, God. you know, a little humor. But I had to work through that. Now, here's the problem with that. When we're spending time with someone who we think is boring, tell me, third service, guess what happens to our focus? <laughs> yeah, it starts to go all over the place, doesn't it? It just veers all over, which is another reason why people said they avoided prayer. They just, it's hard for them to stay focused. It's, it's hard to stay focused. And you know what, guys? It's hard to stay focused when you're bored. It's hard to stay focused when you're bored with a physical person in front of you, a person you can see. If you're with a boring person and you're trying to dialogue with them, it's hard to stay focused. You're like, hey, man, how was your week? Fine. Oh, that's cool. So anything new going on in your life? No. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good talk. And, and your mind starts to just drift about a thousand. others. like, man, this guy's about as interesting as a cardboard box. I want to get out of here. And you want to run away from this guy. And this is a physical person you can see. So tell what? Uh, tell me this. If it's hard to be spending time with a person you can see who you think is boring, imagine what it's like to spend time with a guy you can't see who you think is boring. It's twice as hard. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You realize that, you know, I'm a Christian. i got to pray. We're taught to pray. I need to engage in prayer. So you thought, know, I'm going I'm to make a plan. I'm going to get up early in the morning, and I'm going to spend time with God. So you get your coffee, and you go to your little prayer seat, and you sit down, and you're like, all right, God, you know, I want to spend time with you. And, and you know, it's usually pretty good at the beginning. You kind of start out of the blocks pretty good, and you're like, Your Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the good night's sleep last night. And I thank you for this new day that you've brought. And um, God, I thank you that you're a consuming fire. You're a fire. There's a lot of fires in California right now. Man, it's just destroying the whole state. You know, you know my buddy Jason is a firefighter there. Man, I haven't seen Jason in a long time. That's crazy. I wonder what he's up to. I grew up with Jason in Columbia. You know, Columbia is something that we used to do together. We'd build forts in the mountains. I, mean, I remember that one time that the fort was falling down everything. Speaking of falling down, i got to build that thing on my back porch this week. Shoot, oh, dude, I forgot. I got to buy that lumber this money, and I f- totally forgot that I didn't deposit that check. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm getting a. And the next thing you know, a half an hour later, you're in la la land thinking about something else, and, you can't, and if you're like me, you go, whoa, God, I'm sorry. All right, you're a consuming fire, and you try to go back to prayer. And it's just that over and over again. Now, be honest with me. Has anybody ever experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like. It's crazy. Which leads us to kind of the third reason why we tend to avoid prayer that a lot of people told me is if we avoid prayer is because we think think God's not going to show up. What if God doesn't show up during our prayer time? Now, of course we know God is there. We know that God is with us all the time. We know the scriptures. In Hebrews it says, I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So of course, we we know that verse hanging on the wall. I am with you always to the end of this age. So of course, yeah, we know that God is here. But in practicality, when we spend our time praying, we certainly don't feel like he shows up. We don't feel like he's here and he's never left us. We just sit there alone. And we go through the motions of prayer. But it seems like we're just talking to an empty room, and I'm just sitting there all by myself. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't like being by myself. I don't like, you know, I... As, does anybody here, there was a few people in first and second, but anybody here like going out to, out to eat by yourself? Does anybody? See, third service, you all sleep in, you all like people, people like me. All right, I get that. There was a few people in the first and second. I hate going out to eat by myself. I tried it once. Um, I remember Shauna was in Arizona, and my two it was Friday night, and my two kids were hanging out with friends, and I'm by myself at my house, kind of going, Well, this is an exciting Friday night, you know. What am I gonna do? And so I'm like, I had this coupon to Schweifel's. So I'm like, I'm gonna go get a fish fry. This will be awesome. So I go up to Schweifel's, there's like a half an hour wait, and I'm waiting to get in. I finally sit down and I'm sitting at this table all by myself, and there's couples over here talking, they're like, mmm, I love you. And then there's families that are, ha, 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 yeah, they're eating and having a good time. And I'm sitting all alone. People are walking by me going, I'm so sorry. You know, whatever. And I ate the whole meal, and it was miserable. I was all alone. And guys, that's what my prayer life feels like sometimes. Like I'm all alone. And we just sit there and we do our talking and we don't sense his presence and we don't feel him near us and we we just do our diligent duty and we pray through our prayer list because we know we're supposed to do that. But when we're done, we certainly don't feel like there was this engagement with God. We certainly don't feel like there was this dialogue. So we kind of get up from our prayer time feeling kind of empty. Almost like we got stood up by God. Like I showed up but he didn't, feeling almost like this was a pointless exercise, but at least, you know, at least our conscience feels better, like, well, I got my prayer time in for today. feel good about that. I had my prayer time. Am I I making sense here, guys? Is anybody feeling that? Some of you guys are like, sweet daddy, man, we need to find a different church. You're a pastor. (laughs) All the live streamers right now are switching to Andy Stanley and Tony Evans, like... Switch off of this. And you know, if that's how you feel, I get it. I don't blame you, but I'm just being honest with you. I'm I'm sharing the struggles I have with my prayer life because maybe, just maybe, some of you are dealing with the same thing. And listen, I have grown up in a Christian home my whole life. I grew up as a missionary kid. My mom and dad loved Jesus. They've given their whole life in service to him. I'm really not sure I could have had a better, more godly home life than I've had. And yet, having a living, powerful prayer life has always been elusive to me. Prayer always been a tough thing for me to engage in, for these reasons and other reasons. And so, I, I think that, man, if it's hard for me, in the upbringing I had, it's got to be hard for other people too. And so my hope is is that we can work through this together, we can be on this journey together, and we can see our prayer life come alive. Amen? That's what I want to see happen. So what do we do with these three reasons we've kind of brought up today? How, How do we handle them? What can we do to try to unravel the mystery of it? And the first thing I want to simply say is this, and I think this is so important for all of us, is that we need to be honest with them we we got to be honest. We, we have to honestly face these reasons in our life. Now, guys, I know it does not seem spiritual to say, God, I think you're boring. I know it doesn't sound very Christian to tell God that you can't stay focused with Him when you're having your time together with Him. And I know how difficult it must be to admit to God that you really don't believe He's going to show up in your times together. I know these things aren't easy to pull out into the light and admit. I know we like to have our outside looking pretty. We, we want people and God to think we're really the holy, amazing, have-it-all-together Christians we pretend to be. And so to admit this stuff is uncomfortable. But if we intend on ever moving past this, we have to be honest with ourselves. You know, that's why I love working with young people. Because young people have the ability just to be honest. I mean, they'll just straight out tell you. I don't know if I believe in God. You're like, whoa. I don't know if prayer works. I don't even know. If, why, why do we pray? They don't have any problem just being straight up honest with you. And I love that kind of honesty. And guess what? Here's the truth, guys. God already knows it. He already knows it. So we might as well own up to it and face it head on and find out answers to it. God wants our honesty. He can work with our honesty. So we need to honestly face these reasons in our life, okay? Now, I'm not sure if you noticed or not. But these three reasons for avoiding prayer are very closely linked together. They're very closely tied together. And we're going to find that the the answer to them is that it's all the same thing. So let's try to unpack this in a way that we can understand. And uh, the first reason why we don't pray is because it's so boring. If we're going to be honest, we think God is boring. So what do we need to do to try to change our perception on this? So let's try to figure that out. And the first thing I'm going to, first direction we're going to go is I want to, I want us to talk about the definition of prayer. Okay, so here's their definition on prayer. And I want us to read it out loud together, okay? Prayer is dialoguing with God about what we are doing together. Prayer is dialoguing with God about what we're doing together. Now, a lot of you sent very similar definitions to me. So you see it the very same way. And I've gotten a lot of great reception on this definition. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, Luke, I really like that definition that you came up with prayer. I think it's awesome. I like this definition on prayer. I think it's a great definition for prayer. I really do think this is what prayer should be. We should be dialoguing with God about what we're doing together with Him. But here's the problem. So many times when I pray, this isn't what I do. In practicality, my so-called prayer time is way different. When it comes to practicing prayer, it isn't me dialoguing with God about what we're doing together. No, not at all. Instead, unfortunately, most times my prayer is a monologue to God about what I want Him to do for me. It's a monologue. It's just one person talking and it's me. It's one direction, one-sided. And, you know, I've wondered as I sat down with this, like, why do I do that? Why is it just a monologue when I pray? And, you know, this may not be the same for all of us, but I think many times we've learned to do this as children. Not everyone grew up like this, but a lot of times when a child is growing up and parents are trying to teach their children to pray, they will have them pray before what? Going to bed, okay? Okay. And as the kids, you know, it's getting nighttime. A lot of times parents will say, hey, Billy, it's time for bed, buddy. Get up and take your shower. Put your PJs on. Brush your teeth. And make sure you say your prayers. So then Billy yells out, hey, Dad, I'm ready for you to tuck me in. So you go up there and you say, hey, Billy, did you say your prayers? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, Billy, always make sure that you say your prayers. And you give him a kiss and he he goes to bed. So we grow up saying our prayers, and guess what? We become adults who say our prayers. For instance, I got this off the Internet. This is called the morning prayer. (laughs) Dear Lord, you have brought me to this beginning of a new day. As the world is renewed fresh and clean, so I ask you to renew my heart with your strength and purpose. Forgive me the errors of yesterday and bless me to walk closer in your way today. This is the day I begin my life anew. Shine through me so that every person I might meet may feel your presence in me. Take my hand, precious Lord, for I cannot make it myself. Amen. There, I just said my prayer. I just said my morning prayer. You know the crazy thing is, if you're a Catholic, there's a list of prayers you can pray. If you're Lutheran, there's a list of prayers you can pray. If you're whatever... There's a list of prayers you can pray. If you're sick, pray this prayer. If you're this, pray this prayer. If you're going on a traveling trip, pray this prayer. And so we say our prayers. Our prayer is a monologue to God about what we want Him to do for us. Well, guess what, third service? That is boring. That's crazy boring. But that's what we do. And guess what? my opinion, that's not prayer. That isn't prayer. But that's what we have been calling prayer for most of our life. When it comes to praying in our life, that's what we've been doing. Oh, we may not read our prayer. We may make it up on the fly and make it organic, but it's still a monologue to God. We're still telling Him what we want Him to do for us. We may throw in a few compliments here and there and Worship Him or whatever, adore Him, how great we think He is. But for the most part, it's requests of what we would like Him to do. And the reason we we have a hard time staying focused is because it's a monologue. And when you're doing all the talking, it's very easy to just go off on whatever rabbit trail the mind takes you on and you get lost. There's no engagement. And I think sometimes, not all the times, but I think sometimes that's why we want to read our prayer so that we can get through it. Reading helps us stay focused. We can at least then say we prayed the whole prayer. We did what we were supposed to do. We said our prayers. We were obedient. Do you feel like God showed up? Well, no, not really. I mean, God's there because Scripture tells us He's there, but I didn't sense Him. I didn't feel Him. I couldn't tell one way or the other. And if we're going to be honest, for many of us, that's our prayer life. And we wonder why God doesn't show up. You see, guys, here's the deal. It isn't that prayer is boring. It isn't that God is boring. It's that what we have been doing for most of our life isn't prayer. It isn't prayer. And so what I came to the sobering realization is, is that I don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray. I can make all my accusations about what I think prayer is. It's boring and all stuff. But the reality is, I don't know how to pray. It's a little bit like this. Let's say that, you know, I want to become a carpenter. And so everybody tells me, man, if you're going to be carpenter, Luke, you've got you to gotta get a Sawzall. So I'm like, sweet dad, I'll get a Sawzall. And a, um, I need to... Engage in the act of sawzalling. So I get this thing out, and like I don't, I don't know how to sawzall. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but I'm supposed to do this, and apparently I can do great things with this. And so we get this, and you know we're we're putting it on the wood. I've been told I can cut wood with my sawzall. And so I'm like this and like this, and I read, you know, like prayer. Maybe there's different physical positions you can get into for sawzalling. So I'm like. Well, maybe it's like this. Maybe it's like this. And I'm doing this. And, and after about three years of sawzalling, guess what happens? Guess what I start thinking about sawzalling? It's boring. Nothing's really happening. I mean, it's just, I'm just here. So, you know, I, I talked to some people about it and they're like, well, Luke, you've got to put the cord in. I'm like, well, I didn't know that. So... I get renewed with passion about salzalling. and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put the cord in. I'm like, well, there you go. Now I, well, I wish I'd have known that from the beginning. And I have passion, you know, for the next three years, five years, I'm Saulsalling, and I'm like, I still don't see much of a difference. And I'm like, this Saulsalls are awesome. Yes, I don't know what people see in them, but this is boring. I don't feel like any power shows up. And a friend of mine goes to a Saul's All (laughs) conference, and he finds out that there's a group of people that they're plugged into the power. They are into some powerful Saul's Alling. You know, our church does just this lifeless Saul's Alling, but they're plugged into the power, and so they look, you need to plug in. I'm like, well, awesome. And so I I realize, wow, there's a power to plug into, and so I plug into the power, and I'm... (laughs) I'm all excited. I'm like, I "Get you know, get renewed with my passion. I'm like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah! I'm excited. After about three years of this, I'm like, well, yeah, it sounds different, it's a lot louder. But I don't really know that anything's happening. And, you know, people are separated about that because you're the church that's not plugged in and you're the church that's plugged in. And, but really, nothing's happening at either churches. And, and so I, I begin to realize, man, w- w- salzalls are worthless. They're stupid. They're boring. I don't even know why I have a salzal, And I, I'll throw it aside. And I'll make a judgment on a salzall. Now, tell me something, third service. Was I salzalling? No. But I've made a judgment on salzalling. But I wasn't sawzalling. And the reality, if I don't know what it takes to sawzall, then I can't make a judgment on it. Because sawzalling requires a blade. And I can plug it in, I can do all the motions and the different positions I want, but until I have the blade, I can't do this. That's sawzalling. And I can do this all day long, baby. I mean, this is awesome. You know? This is awesome, see? Now that's... That's a life of power, and I'm sawzalling. Now, I do this silly little exercise for this reason. Don't make a judgment on something simply because of your failure to experience it correctly. See, and I think this statement works for anything, but we're having a series on prayer, and so don't make a judgment on prayer simply because of your failure to experience it correctly that's what i've done in my life i've made a judgment prayer is boring god is boring but here's the truth prayer is not boring god is not boring not at all not in the least the problem is is that we haven't been experiencing true prayer and that's why we get distracted and that's why god doesn't show up in a sense that's why nothing happens. Is because you're not truly engaged in true prayer. Guys, we need to be engaged in true prayer. We need to learn how to pray. We need to come to Jesus, just like his disciples, and we need to say this to him. Let's say it all together. Lord, teach us to pray. We need to come to the master prayer and ask him to teach us how to pray. And in doing so, we can become men and women who are used to push back the kingdom of darkness, to move the mountains that need to be moved, to push back the darkness in every corner of the world, including the corners in your own life. We can become men and women who truly pray. And that's what I want Whitestone to become. Amen? And so let's pray that. Let's make that a breath prayer. Lord, teach me to pray. Lord, teach me to pray. All right, here's our homework for this week. I want you to spend 30, 40 minutes in prayer, the way you've always done it, okay? And I want you just to kind of experiment. I want you to see what distractions come, what, where does your mind go, and I want you to journal those distractions, write those down, say, yeah, man, this was happening, this was happening, you know, I experienced this. Try to pay attention to what distractions you face. Um, journal them, confess them to God, and ask Him to give you His perspective on how to overcome those distractions, Now, this is assuming you have a journal, okay? Um, I've asked you to get a journal for the last six months, so really try to get one. Uh, And then this last one, I want us to do, and it's mainly for me, because I didn't do the shopping with Jesus, but choose one thing to dialogue with God about how you're going to do it together. And if he asks you to go shopping with them, do it this time, okay? Don't blow him off. All right, guys, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Man, and I'm just speaking for myself, I have so much to learn. And so we humbly come to you as your disciples did, Jesus, and we just say, Lord, teach us to pray because we want to become men and women who pray. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, love you. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next Sunday.